What's up, you guys? Hope everybody's keeping all right. Um, I'm just driving home right now. Um, what day are we on? Saturday, so this morning. Easy easy run, just around. I, I decided to go a bit softer bit softer ground this morning. And, and obviously for the likes of New York Half and Boston, both, both known to be pretty hilly and tough courses. Um, I decided to start probably just doing, I think you can do it one or two ways. I think you can um, plan to do more of your harder days on like hillier undulating loops. Um, or you can do more of your easier days on like hilly undulating loops. Um, I think I've chosen the easier days just because that kind of has a double win so to speak, because sea level um, is obviously, in my opinion, and, and I think it's pretty factual, it's a lot easier than altitude. So by me running up and down the hills and stuff on the easy days, um, it you know, it's really quite useful. It's really quite helpful. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been a it's been a pretty challenging week. You know, it, it's been it's been a pretty tough two weeks. It's difficult to you know, build back into training. Um, once you've taken a bit of a break, I always find that that process building back into training can be quite tough. Um, pretty tough on the body mainly. Um, it's also challenging because I, you know, I I wrote up a training program for the, you know, for Boston and and for. New York half and did sort of be involved in the process and uh, <clears throat> I I feel like I kind of got to the like the the level of racing that I've got to I think the best way to describe it is you know I became like a like a pretty good runner um I think I think the next stage is where you become like a great runner um and at the moment at the moment I'm a pretty good runner that tends to execute marathons well and so I actually beat a lot of great runners because maybe they go off with the leaders or or maybe they get tired or maybe they haven't prepared fully because of injuries and things like this um but I think for me to make that next jump um to let's say like a great runner you know I need to start training that little bit harder um and so that's that's challenging and um, it challenges quite a lot of things for me because one of one of my big you know one of my big things is staying healthy but like I don't want to stay healthy for like the rest of like my running career but but never really achieve like a great result somewhere like you might achieve a lot of consistent solid results but I, I obviously I'm starting to realize that these guys that, you know, are standing on a start line and are capable of running, let's say like two eight, two nine or times like this or e- or even faster a lot of these guys are able to do now, you know, they're they're taking risks in training, they're training at a level that isn't exactly logical and, and health orientated all the time. Um and so I'm not I'm not I'm trying to use my skills and my skills are logical planning and, and all the rest of it. But, but of course, 
I've I've still had to up the ante a little bit and and maybe like put sessions in place that I wish I maybe could have done in about two or three weeks time. But with Boston being when Boston is, you know, like I can throw out things like I want to go to Boston Marathon and I want to come um, top 10, you know, and, and actually like secretly I'd love to even like sneak up to like into the top five. Um, but you can't achieve something like that without, you know, really, really going for it. Like it's, it's far easier said than done because then the struggles I get is like when I'm actually doing the hard training or I'm doing the supplementary mileage or whatever to try to bump those up, there's this constant fear of, you know, yeah, but your knee hurt a little bit this week or, oh yeah, but remember last week your adductor hurt a little bit. There's always like something and then our body and our brain, more our brain, but it does this really good job of like justifying why you shouldn't do that piece of training. Um, but at the end of the day, surely to get to that level of, you know, great training almost becomes a prescription and not an option. So at, at some point it has to move to a place where, you know, it wasn't necessarily optional to do a double session day, for example. Actually, it was more like, hey, you want to come top eight or top five at Boston? This is what you have to fucking get done. Um, and then you should be doing everything you can outside of that training to make sure that, you know, you are recovering and, and to make sure that you are getting to the next session healthy. And, and then as the weeks build, it, it generally just gets harder and harder and tougher and tougher and sessions get bigger and bigger, basically. Um, but I would say it's been my most aggressive two weeks back from like, you know, having a little bit of time off, a little break. And, and I also explained to you guys that I don't, I don't really have like time off and a break. Like I still ran, I think 30 to 40 miles, something like that. I, I, t I keep things ticking over, but certainly like, you know, I did my run this morning and I know my knees been not amazing because like the, the bottom of my left quad is, is pretty tight, pretty tender. Uh, I could probably do with some treatment on that. So, you know, tonight, Saturday night, and I'm probably going to be on the massage table, getting a pretty decent massage so that I go into hopefully the start of next week, that little bit healthier. Um, I, I was literally just walking up the stairs at my parents' house and I felt my left calf for whatever reason um, talk to me a little bit and, and I can already feel that, you know, it's a little bit tight and, um, you know, maybe some of the mud I was running on this morning or some of the hills or um, actually both are probably a little bit. But I, I, know, I know to feel when it's like just a little bit of tenderness and, and when maybe like, okay, that kind of feels like there could be something going on there. Um, so yeah, look, it's, it's challenging. And um, these first couple of weeks usually are. Um, fingers crossed, usually what happens is I come out the other end pretty good. Um, you know, nine, nine times out of 10 over these past couple of years, I've been able to come out the other side of, these early couple of weeks and all of a sudden, you know, things go a lot smoother and there's this nice transition where I get a couple of little niggles and my body um, doesn't love it at first, but through good treatment and good physio and um, hopefully good nutrition and, and stuff like that, plenty of good sleep, 
my body gets to a place where it just handles the training that little bit better. Um, and so on that note, you know, yesterday I did a, like a, sorry, Tuesday I did eight by a mile. It's my staple. It's my, I think I told you guys about it. It's like my bug standard fitness test, so to speak. It's my go-to for marathon. It tells me where like the blood lactates are and the heart rates around speeds that are very relevant to the sort of speeds I race a marathon. Um, and, you know, I never expect the results to be amazing week two of a marathon buildup. But at the end of the day, this shouldn't be too bad because, you know, you just ran a PB probably three weeks ago or four weeks ago. So the results shouldn't be terrible. Um, and then I, I'm a big believer and I don't. Usually the results do improve in the first sort of week or two, but but actually that's just like a, it's almost like a detox, you know, or or call it like, um, you know, like if you went on a like a week's juice or a like or a juicer diet or whatever the hell it is, um, I feel like in the first two weeks that tends to be what happens. Like you go through this phase of I'm getting back into full training, so actually. You know, when I show up to these sessions and these tests, for example, I'm doing a I'm doing eight by a mile test on Tuesday in the lab um, and it's kind of like a fitness test. But, you know, you've still ran two hours on Sunday and on Monday morning you did 12 miles at 540 pace around the park. So you're knocking into the lab fresh, but you've got to understand that, you know, you can't taper for everything like you, you, I don't have the luxury of tapering for lab days. Um, it's great to get data. It's great to get feedback, but um, I, I also I also need to build the fitness that it's going to take to achieve the likes of the results that you know obviously I want to achieve and I believe I'm capable of achieving. Um, so yeah, you know it's been good. And then Friday that was eight by a mile. The results, like I said, they weren't bad and they weren't amazing. They weren't my best ever, but they certainly weren't my worst ever. So they were just solid. Um, and a really good starting place. Um, and then on Friday there, I did I did two sessions. I did one session in the morning in the lab. So I did four miles on the treadmill at 5.30 pace. Um, I jumped off. I needed to pee. So I jumped off, peed, jumped back on and did three times two mile. Um, and, and it's only three times two miles so that I can jump off at two mile like 10 minutes in, get a little lactate taken, which takes like 15 to 20 seconds. And then I jump back on the treadmill. So it's it's actually basically four mile at 5.30, six mile at 5.05. Um, but I'm jumping off every 10 minutes to get lactates taken. Um, and, and like I said, that, that can take 15 to 20 seconds. Um, but it's useful, like it's useful to get that data. And um, there was a big improvement from Tuesday's test, whether that was going in a little bit fresher because I only run easy on a Thursday um, or it could just be that like I said there's as, as training starts to tick off and you start to get into a nice rhythm the body the body seems to find fitness pretty quickly so my, my lactate was pretty low for the 505 pace I think it's possibly the lowest I've ever seen it um, and the reason I pick 505 pace is it's training you're tired you know, you're not always super motivated like race day. Race day, you've tapered, you know, you, everything's perfect. You have everything. You're, you're just good to go. Whereas training, I don't I don't try to hit those intensities in training. Like sometimes it happens naturally um, without even having to try, which is amazing. I love those days. 
But a lot of the time, if I can control it, I'll hang back a little bit in training just because it is training and it's not racing. And, you know, you probably have ran 16 miles a day before or, or, you know, on Monday I did 12 in the morning, six that night. And then I'm in the lab the next day for the treadmill test. And so that's an 18 mile day. And then you're jumping on the treadmill Tuesday. So I also need to look at that. That's one thing. Sorry, in the evening. So that was the morning, four miles at 530, six miles at 505. In the evening, I did four miles, again, like 520 to 30, which, which isn't that difficult for me. Like you were looking at in, in the lab, like on the treadmill, my lactate was 0.9 and I think 1.0, which is basically like you're not trying. Um, but, it, but it's a slightly faster cadence and, and I kind of like running at that effort. It's nice, nice little warm up. Um, and it also just bulks the morning a little bit. And obviously a marathon is you know, a decent, decent length. Um, and I kind of think you can trick the body. Like, obviously you could have done all 10 at 505, but I think you can get a similar benefit doing the first half or so a little bit slower. Um, so in the evening I did four miles, 520 to 530. And then I, I did this in Victoria park and then I took a minute jog and then I did eight sets of two minute on, two minute off. And those two minutes on were at like, it was supposed to be half marathon effort, but obviously bear in mind, it's only two minutes. So it was 440 pace. I'm not saying that I can go and run a half marathon at 440 pace, but understand it was half marathon effort, stroke heart rate, but I was only running it for two minutes instead of 60 odd. So um, it was a bit faster, but that's okay. I, I was actually really excited with being able to run like, you know, 4.30 PS high, like 4.38, um, to like, like I say, like 4.40, 4.42. And that was even into the wind. Like, it was pretty windy um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was, I was happy enough, to be truthfully honest. Um, and so that, it was a good day. It was a, it was a good double day. Um, and, and, yeah, it, it, it worked out really well. So it, it ended up, the evening ended up being 10 miles at 5.18 average. Because you're doing two minutes at 4.40, two minutes at 5.40, two minutes at 4.40, two minutes at 5.40. So it ends up being 50-odd minutes after the four-mile 5.20 to 5.30 warm-up. Um, I was nervous about it, not because – just nervous about my body. And, and it's something I thought about. Like, it's kind of annoying when you get the – you get the, like, let's say, like, the fitness I am or the place I am. Like, I, I almost have to hold back – just to avoid like injuries and stuff like and maybe everybody has to you know I'm saying it's it's annoying for me you know maybe this is something everyone deals with and has to kind of battle always battling against your body and not not getting injured and things like this but yeah it's 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 definitely annoying um because I love it I love pushing I I love being out there doing double session days and um but but it's it's definitely been nervy because I you know I don't want to get hurt I said one of my big aims for this year was not to get hurt. And, um, you know, my body has been giving me little symptoms like my knee and my adductor. And, um, but I've been working closely with the physios. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that anything that I did feel was nothing and um, it'll just settle down really quick. Um, but, yeah, look, you just never know with running. Like one day you can be fully healthy and think everything's great and life's wonderful and, you know, all of a sudden the next day you're, you're, you're injured and, and, and you don't run for a, a period of time. 
Um, so yeah, no, it's 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 been good. Um, but like I say, I I'm making a big push for Boston. Like I feel like it's the time to do it. Like it's not the Olympic build up yet. Um, and so it seems a good time to kind of give it a go and and maybe learn from little mistakes that I might make in this build up, this Boston build up, um, and then obviously correct those going into the Olympics. Um, and that's obviously where you don't want to be sort of making like mistakes or errors and and stuff like this. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's exciting. Um, I'm still at home. You know, I I talked about going back to Flagstaff and. Um, I, I was supposed to do an event with Under Armour in Portland, but you know, it with the physio support here and and with the training being a little bit more aggressive, I just thought maybe you know the next these next couple of weeks maybe the the best thing for me was to just stay local and and stay in a place where you know if I do have a little bit of a knee thing or I do have a little bit of an adductor thing, I can just call a physio and. And get that set up, and and you know I trust the physios here, and I and I trust their level of ability and stuff like that. So that's really useful. Um, but yeah, no, I, like, it's still a fun time. It's still an exciting time. Like the weather's been atrocious, but you know, like everything, we just we deal with it as best we can, and and we work with it. A couple of guys asked me on Strava it was just about like nutrition surrounding training, and. And and I've always been quite cautious to speak on this because I'm I'm certainly not an expert, but of course I've had advice from experts in that field, and I'm I'm really generous with food around big big training days like that because I know that you know a lot of a lot of like a lot of the reason why you might perform on that day or not perform on that day or maybe you'll feel tired in the evening session is actually very much linked to fueling. Um, and if you're fueling well, it's 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 far easier to, you know, get through the training. So, you know, I think I was joking on Thursday that I was eating like my fourth dinner of the day. But I was essentially carb loading on that Thursday, just like I would the day before a marathon. And then I wake up, I have a coffee, I have a pancake and I usually like a Muller rice or something. Um, and then I go to the morning session and then straight away I'm having like a protein recovery drink from Connecticut. And then like a protein bar from Connecticut because it's just real handy for me. And then I'm having like a decent meal. Like I think I had rice, chicken and naan bread for the, you know, for lunch. And then I actually napped and then I woke up and basically just repeated that cycle. I had a coffee, I had um, a Miller rice and I had a pancake. And, and that was me getting ready to go for the evening session. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's pretty simple, that pretty straightforward, but that's what you got to do. Like you, you got to, you're, you're not quite running a marathon, but 23 miles and double session, you know, it's, it's definitely going to take it out of you. So to be perfectly honest, I probably shouldn't, I should have been fueling even the day before I should have been that, that double session. I should have been thinking about that from Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday. I should have been carb loading to handle a day like that. And, um, and then my recovery is quite simple. You know, I, I just try to make sure I'm getting in, enough calories it's it's like it's like icy calories is a really useful and and it's really going to help my recovery and it's going to it's going to enable me to get out that next day running whereas i feel like a lot of other people are trapped in this world where they like they like are excited about the fact that they ran 23 miles and and maybe that they can sort of hit like a calorie deficit that day quite easily and and i that's just not where you want to be that's not where your headspace should be you should be seeing 
calories is useful and helping your training, you know, rather than like, um, oh, you know, there, here's an opportunity to lose weight. Here's an opportunity to gain an advantage here by losing weight. Um, and that's not what you want to be doing at all. I also make sure I'm very well hydrated going into days like that and then make sure I'm hydrating throughout the day. So, yeah, I hope that's useful. Like I say, I don't like... Sorry, I'm by a main road now, so I'm going to cut this short. But, yeah, I don't like giving too much nutrition advice because I'm sure a lot of my listeners know way more than I do, and, and I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Um, but I will do a slightly more thorough podcast on, like, my big, my big aim for this year is sleep, hydration, and nutrition. So... And, you know, I I should explain more what I mean by that. All right, take care. Bye-bye.